how did uh, tacos and tequila night? Is that what it was? How did that go? Oh my god. Okay, so there's a local pub near my friend's place that does taco and tequila Tuesdays. So it's three dollar tacos and eight dollar double margaritas. Oh no. Yeah, and it's not like lame blendy bullshit. Like we're talking like really good margaritas. Oh man. to try to make these at home so are we, are we gonna get a smashly appearance on this on this episode of the podcast no. so the tigers won <laughs> i've been out drinking tequila and eating <laughs> i was getting some of the updates though so yeah they came back dustin peterson got his first major league hit and it was a double to the wall off Raldis chapman to score a run pretty cool oh yeah so those like discussions we had ahead of the game where we were like why is justin peterson in this game are kind of looking a little silly right now yeah nico goodrum did draw the walk though and we you know mostly i was just like don't don't take nico goodrum out of the damn offense like what are you doing (laughs) he's like we don't have too much else buddy buddy boy i'm ready to put nico in leading off him or i love nico i what was it the poll that chris sent out earlier today it was like look at these numbers and tell me who they belong to i a can't believe i got that right on the first guess (laughs) yep (laughs) B, can't believe how good he's been to start this season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know, it was the speed. That's what threw me. I was like, really? He's like at the top of the speed list? Like, maybe he should be the starting center fielder. I don't know. That doesn't surprise me, though. He's got some kick to him. And like I said earlier in the chat, too, I'm like, it's not like Matuk's doing us a ton of good there anyway. At least not when you look at his offense. Like, there, there's not enough there to balance it out. He's fine and serviceable in center field. But yeah. I'd be interested to see if we could put Nico out there full time. Yeah, I mean, you know, why the hell not, I guess, for the time being, until we get some Jacoby action. Some hot Jacoby action back in our lives. <laughs> well, it's apparently they were saying today, I think Gardy was telling the press that it seems pretty likely that both uh, Jacoby and Drew Verhagen will be doing stints in Toledo before they make their way back up to the majors. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So it's going to be a while, basically. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a delay there, so no direct path back to Detroit. There will be, so you Toledo fans will be in luck. <laughs> uh, you'll get to see a little bit of Jacoby action before the uh, fans in Detroit do. Yep, yep, and the uh, the season will be uh, starting up down there pretty soon. Okay, i, I got to do the intro though now. <laughs> intro Yeah, the intro. I know. I'm just talking. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Bless You Boys podcast. BlessYouBoys.com is your home for all things Detroit Tigers baseball on the SB Nation platform. I'm your host, Brandon Day. With me, my co-host, Ashley McLennan. Ashley, how's it going? It's delightful. How are you, sir? I am pretty well, although I did not get to indulge in Taco Tuesday, which makes me sad. Everybody should get Taco Tuesday. Yeah, I kind of failed. I am a happy, happy woman right now. Uh, Some tacos will, will do you right. It's true. Yeah, yeah um, I have no complaints about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taco Belly, Tigers win, living life right. Yeah, and even better, a Tigers win over Araldus Chapman and the the hated Yankees. Um, th- those always feel good, and they don't come that often. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun one for sure. Uh, I didn't get to see hardly any of it. <laughs> I just got home from work a little while ago, but so it goes. We're uh, we're working our way into our coverage, you know baby steps yeah this is the time of the season where everybody's super gung-ho too so it's like good to like get all the the kind of newer people uh out there you know writing their first recap and everybody kind of getting into the flow so that was good we had a whole team on on hand on the site and um yeah 
we were kind of, uh, I don't know about you, but I was kind of complaining about Dustin Peterson playing center field instead of Nico Goodrum, but it turns out I was wrong. <laughs> you had to eat your words. Yeah, I will happily eat those words. Um, yep, Dustin Peterson came through with his first major league hit, which was a screaming double to the wall and left off of Veraldus Chapman, off a fastball um, to drive in Nico Goodrum, who did come in to pinch hit for um, Kristen Stewart and drew a walk, which was, uh, was still playing his part. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I don't know. This team kind of can't hit so far, and it's been somewhat infuriating, and people are losing their minds already um, for no reason. And because we had no expectations, I'm not sure. I was going to say, I'm like, how can you be mad when the expectations going in were so low? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, you got to learn to compartmentalize these things and just enjoy the moments, baby. That's all. Just have fun with it. Watch yeah. Nico be amazing and lead in all categories and enjoy your life. Yep. Have some tacos. <laughs> yeah, eat some tacos. Enjoy a fine double margarita. Have a margarita. Eat some delicious vegetarian tacos. I'm not a vegetarian, but vegetarian tacos are delightful. Do you want to plug the uh, the restaurant you were just at? <laughs> I can't keep the chain, so it might actually be available other places. Um, I was eating at a place called Leopold's. Oh, okay. Uh, Leopold's Tavern in Winnipeg. Apparently, it's at least across Canada. But if you have one near you and they do a taco and tequila Tuesday, oh, boyfriend, <laughs> I recommend. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yep. So, I don't know. You know, I took, I was just taking a look down, like, the, um, the fan graphs, like, team leaderboards and such. And the Tigers, as you might expect, are last um, offensively among all 30 teams, which is kind of a grim start but um we are eighth in uh in total pitching oh no i'm sorry ninth but that's still pretty good that's actually pretty impressive yeah oh and that's actually before tonight um yeah shane green's got a pair of saves jordan zimmerman's got a pair of like kind of strangely dominant outings <laughs> um i mean I'm, I'm almost ready to say i mean it's two starts it's too soon to say but we have been accused of being too negative so i am going to take a positive <laughs> spin and I'm going to say that I feel like Jordan Zimmerman's looking a little bit different this year in a very good way. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and maybe it's just, you know, just being healthy. You know, we didn't hear too much about the neck this offseason or him having to get the shots and, and kind of go through all that. It sounded like maybe they've kind of got it to a point where it's it's a little bit more manageable. And um, I don't know, when he's been healthy, he's actually been pretty good. I mean, it's hard to remember it, but uh, but there have been a lot of really good Jordan Zimmerman starts for the Tigers, just not, uh, not throughout a season <laughs> yet. So... He does kind of have this knack, though, it seems like, for coming out um, the first couple games when he's feeling good and, like, dominating in April and looking awesome, and then it all goes to hell. So there's plenty of time for that, but uh, for now, we'll just enjoy uh, yes. it. <laughs> Let's dampen the optimism right back down again. Yeah, that's right. like to keep things in that nice, even middle, you know, little little <laughs> compartments. Like, oh, how's this reliever doing? How's that hitter doing? Rather than, like, oh, the offense. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's it's just one of those things where I, I'm always happy to see the passion that like people are upset and stuff, but um, but you know the team isn't expected to do anything, and it's so early, and it's just like yeah, it's it's hard to get mad even when um, God the offense looked bad against Toronto, it was miserable. Oh, it was gross. I mean, actually, like the Tigers were a diving Aaron Judge play um, on Monday night from possibly being up 2-0 in the series. Um, you know, they would have had to come back and, and complete the rally there, but Nico Goodrum laced a, what looked like a double that Aaron Judge dove for, and if he had missed it, it was going to the wall for a triple probably, um, would have scored two runs. But Mr. Judge, um, giant mammal that he is, um, is more agile than people give him credit for and made a heck of a play. Like, man, that guy. I can't help but like that guy. He can move. 
move very impressively for somebody with such a large body. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, like, a certain dexterity. It's not just, like, that when he gets going, he's got long strides and stuff. But, yeah, he's got pretty good body control, too. He's quite an athlete. Quite a specimen, as they say. You know what? That's the thing, right? Like, it's very hard to dislike Aaron Judge. There's er- nothing about him to hate, except that he plays with the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. They actually don't have that many hateable players right now, other than Gary Sanchez um, and Araldus Chapman, obviously. Yes. But um, beyond that, yeah, not not too many. Um, we saw one of their rookies, Domingo, I think it's Herman, or I don't think it's German, but you never know. Um, pitched on Monday. He was kind of effectively wild, but um, yeah, I don't know. Their, their amazing, much vaunted bullpen has looked like solid, but not particularly great so far. So, But it is early. Um, the, the Blue Jays starting pitching, I actually thought, looked pretty damn good as well. Um, and we seemed, it was like we saw Joe Biagini like every single day in that series. Joe Biagini's name is probably my favorite to say in all baseball. <laughs> Who is that? Is it Victoria on Twitter whose hair is certified cute by Joe Biagini? Yes. <laughs> that always stood out to me. That made me laugh. Yes. She does have cute red hair. She's very cute. But but yeah, that was, that's, that's, that was kind of like my only experience of Joe Biagini until that series. So uh, It's just a fun name. Yeah. Yeah, and um, we were talking about this before we kind of got on the air in that um, Nico Goodrum hasn't really done all that much, but um, has been very close to doing a lot of things. Has been hitting the crap out of the ball and running the bases really well. And our buddy Chris Brown, who does the Tigers SRD podcast and the Locked On Tigers podcast and writes for 24-7 Sports, which used to be Tigstown. Um, Chris has almost as many titles as you do now. God. But he tweeted something out. Um, Got to branch out. But yeah, he uh, he kind of tweeted out um, like a random player's stats, you know, based on Statcast this morning, and and they all looked amazing. And asked who it was, and I was kind of like, my first thought was Nick, but um, but yeah, it was Nico Goodrum, like ranking away up at the top in sprint speed, in exit velocity, in like expected woba and batting average, um, looking pretty good. The Nico man. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. Yep, he's a fun guy to root for and um, seems to be turning himself into a pretty darn useful player. Do you? Would you prefer to see Nico Goodrum in center field for a while, or do you kind of just are you just good sort of rotating, Mikey? No, you know what? I Dustin? would like to see that. I I very from the very beginning was very excited about the prospect of Nico Goodrum as an everyday player. Yeah, and I thought it would be at second base until they got um, Harrison in. And I would be fine with trying that experiment in the field. I think anything that gives us an opportunity to see him play every day is a benefit. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily need to play center field, but having Nico Goodrum DH when you have Miguel Cabrera, um, Kristen Stewart, and Nick Castellanos on the field is, is just weird. It's just weird. Like, put him out there somewhere. <laughs> like, get some use out of him. He's way faster than any of those three. Um, I know he's you know doesn't necessarily have great hands, but... If you can play second base and you can run, I would assume you can you can figure out some corner outfield at least, if not center field. So, yeah, I'd like to see that a lot more as well. Um, you know, we don't have anything to play for this year other than developing these guys, so why not give Nico every chance in the world to try to turn himself into a, an everyday player somewhere in the outfield, maybe? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's easy to root for. Um, you know, Nick Castellanos has been pretty good so far. Um, he's He's kind of been the... Most consistent hitter, at least. Um, Jamer Candelario kind of got off to a rough start and then had a five-hit day against the Blue Jays in the last game of that series and was just raking and has pretty much continued on against the Yankees. Um, so he's looked like he's come around. 
Um, we did have an article, I think it was Jeff Roberts um, put that up about um, you know, why Jamer should be leading off instead of Josh Harrison. Um, would, you, would you be uh, in favor of that as well? Because I, I certainly would be. I don't really see the point yeah. of having Harrison um, leading off. I also would not be mad at the idea of Nico leading off, given his ability to get on base. Yeah, yeah, he draws. Um, you know, he draws more walks than Harrison does. Both him and Candelario. The weird thing about like leading off is that you always want that fast guy, but then they never let anybody steal because you've got Nick Castellanos and Miguel Cabrera coming up. So, yeah, why waste Josh Harrison, who's maybe the best base stealer other than Nico and Jacoby? Like, why waste him there? Just put him at the back of the lineup with his boy Jordy Mercer and, you know, let them kind of be the second leadoff hitters as we get yeah, to the absolutely. end of the lineup. Yeah. Well, there you go, Guardy. There's your advice for the day. <laughs> listen to the listen to the experts, please. Yeah, come on. Um, did you get a chance to see Spencer Turnbull's first start? Uh, I did not see all of it. I saw some highlights. Uh, not enough to give myself an educated uh, assessment of it, though. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty Spencer Turnbullish kind of start where he looks awesome um, for a couple innings and the stuff is ridiculously good and you're like, oh my god, you know this guy's going to be great. And then he loses his command and he starts looking like he's sort of sort of laboring a little bit out of the stretch and gives up a few runs and then kind of pulls it back together. Um, I don't know. He, he's there's some kind of hill for him to climb where there, he just it's not physical necessarily, but he always seems to kind of blow a tire somewhere in the middle of an outing um, and just lose his command for a while. And it was kind of like that. But he and Boyd, um, he and Matt Boyd both kind of pitched the same way. Like they were awesome. And then had each had one inning where the Blue Jays kind of just racked up a bunch of line drive hits in a row, scored three runs apiece. Um, but either way, you know, still pretty promising. Boyd struck out 10, basically looked awesome, except for like four batters in a row in the, I think the fifth inning. So that was all pretty good. The starting rotation has looked, you know, pretty solid for the most part. Yep. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, what do you think so far about Daniel Norris out of the bullpen? I mean, he pitched okay. I think he's only got, I think he got like an inning and two thirds that one game and didn't give up any runs. Um, wasn't exactly like lighting it up with the uh, command, was kind of all over the place a little bit, um, at least just in the early yeah, going. Too. Yeah, like it got better as he went along, but the first couple batters, he was pretty wild. Yeah, I don't know. I still I still don't know what they're going to do there. Um, we didn't see him when the Tigers, you know, were in a tight game or looked like they were, you know, or had a lead because we haven't really been in that situation. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of hard to know, like, how they're planning on using him there exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, it still feels like he's got to go and stretch out to be a starter to me. I, I just, I don't know. You look at the Toledo Mudhens starting pitching and the guys who you'd most be interested in are like, you know, um, Kyle Funkhauser, Bo Burrows. Um, you know, both of those guys are coming up from double A and it just seems like it'd be too much too soon to call one of those two up to the majors if we yeah. need to need a start. So yeah, we'll just have to see what Mr. Gardenhire thinks about that. Um, who else looked good? Reed Garrett looked pretty good. I thought, um, stuff is really good when he's, when he's locating, he looks pretty darn sharp. And of course the Blaine has looked pretty solid as well. Yeah. Yeah, let's never forget about Blaine Hardy, although it feels like sometimes they do. Yeah, they, well, they certainly do. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Blaine's looked good enough to start again. You know, like he's he's not throwing that hard. Like I, I think his fastball topped out at eighty nine, but um, was still throwing a really good changeup. Still has the curveball and the slider that he came on with last year. Um, so I don't know. He's he's probably going to be the forgotten man, just kind of picking up whatever duty comes comes his way. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a start or two again this year. Yeah, and I. I think that it's nice that they do have that option there because he has definitely proven that he's capable of it. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him pick up even as many as five starts this season, depending on what the health of the regular starting rotation looks like. Yeah, doesn't it just feel like if if Blaine Hardy was on the Rays, like he would get more attention, like he'd be more appreciated. But because yeah, we have such but... a traditional setup here that it's like, oh, he's just the the long man spot starter guy. We hate him. Yeah, <laughs> he would be the team's Ryan Yarbrough. <laughs> He would be like the Yanni Chirinos where, you know, you can get a spot start out of him or you can pair him with Orion Stanek and then have him go five innings after the opener is played. Yeah, Blaine Hardy would make a ton of sense for the race. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a perfect fit down there. So really the two guys who've been a little bit shaky have been Shane Green and uh, Joe Jimenez a little bit. Like not nothing major, but um, haven't exactly looked great, although Joe looked good tonight and like snared a comebacker and ran over to first base, like refused yeah, to flip it. Tagged out on his own. Yeah, yeah, and, and like jumped on the base to uh, to double off Luke Voigt. So that was pretty funny. That was a good moment. Um, yeah, I mean everybody's looked fine. You know, it's real easy for us to get crazy and start making ludicrous assessments based on a couple games, but we won't do that. But um, but yeah, it'd be real nice to uh, take this series with the Yankees and then come back home. I mean, the Tigers are three and three right now. If they could go to yep. four and three and come home against the Royals, I'd be feeling pretty good about things. Because yeah, the, you know the Royals don't look very good. White Sox, eh, still not looking very good. So yeah, we could take these people down. The Indians don't look good at all, actually, other than the starting the pitching, Twins, which still looks however, great. Look surprisingly competent right now. Yeah, they do. Yep. Yeah, we may have underappreciated how much the, the Twins did for themselves this off season. I said. The Twins would play the offseason into a winning division because the, the, the Indians didn't do nearly enough to secure themselves that position. Yeah, I still kind of feel like the Twins don't have enough pitching, but getting Marwin Gonzalez and then, you know, picking up um, Nelson Cruz, like, yeah, I don't know, they're, they're, they're looking kind of tough there. Yeah. I mean, they could still go out and pick up Dallas Keuchel if they think they have a shot. Yeah, somebody could. Yeah. It sounds like the Padres, you know, are, are still thinking about getting a starter, yeah, and it just seems like that's a good fit. They they wanted to pick up, they're talking a trade with Marcus for Marcus Stroman, which is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting, yeah. I don't really know what the, the Blue Jays sort of plan there is, because they've got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette coming, but it kind of feels like they're willing to sell everyone off. Like, they traded Kevin Pillar for a couple of spare parts to the San Francisco Giants, who look atrocious um, this year. So far, um, but yeah, it, it kind of feels like everybody's for sale. So you wonder if like yeah, Justin Smoke, um, I don't know, maybe they won't trade Aaron Sanchez because he's still a little bit younger. But yeah, I was I was surprised to hear Marcus Stroman in trade talks. We need to yeah, get in on that. It feels so early for this thing. Is do you think it's like an accelerated thing because of the only there only being the one July trade deadline now? Do you think it's like we're seeing all of these extensions because of how messed up free agency is? And now all of these teams are doing really early trading. Like, we're talking first week of the season making these trades. It seems strange. Yeah, it's like the offseason took so long to kind of kick into gear that it that it won't end. Like, we're still seeing extensions getting signed. Like, Ronald Acuna Jr. just signed. 
um, today, I believe it was, for like, like $100 million for six or seven years. Um, kind of I think probably... it's seven, because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't count this year. Yeah. It does towards the numbers or something. Yeah, and it still seemed like, um, you know, he was kind of kind of taking less than he could probably get. But yeah, seeing that and seeing the trades and the extensions just keep coming. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been odd. It really has well, been. Because apparently they were saying Randall Grichuk, Grichuk, Grichuk. Yeah. Say his name. For the Jays is on the verge of signing an extension there. Yeah, and they're offering like $52 million, I think. They were talking like five or six years. I, I wasn't sure on the term. But, um, man, if Randall Grichuk can get that much, then you would all of a sudden think, oh, well, Nicholas Castellanos can probably get, like, 70 or $80 million, but uh, I don't know. I'm just not sure. You can't get anything if it's not offered. So. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I, you know, I tweeted this out, like, late last night that, um, you know, Nick Castellanos was at plus one defensive run saved as of going into today's game, and I don't think he hurt himself there, but um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep a close eye on uh, on the Nick Castellanos defensive run saved statistic and, and adjust his price accordingly throughout the season. And have like a little stock ticker based on his defensive war. Interesting. Yeah. His value going up and down. Yep, yep. It, well, you know what? It's just, I wish, it would be nice if some of those defensive stats, which are still kind of sketchy and, and coming along, it, it'd just be nice if you could kind of break them down to see like, all right, was Nick, like, really bad in the first half last year and got better? Because that's kind of my perception, but I, there's just no way to real, really prove it. So I figured, like, yeah, every once in a while, I'm just I'm going to start checking in and seeing what the hell's going on here. <laughs> well, let me know what you find. <laughs> he hasn't looked that bad so far this year. He's made some fairly impressive um, catches in the outfield, so... Yeah, he's run a few balls down at the line, and, yeah... Yeah, he, he looks, you know, more comfortable. Um, he's probably not ever going to be, like, good out there. Meanwhile, it was Mikey Matuk who was kind of butchering things, and then Kristen Stewart yesterday had a liner that one-hopped, like, right over his shoulder, basically, and went to the wall. <laughs> it wasn't, that wasn't so good. Although Kristen Stewart's actually looked okay other than that. Like, I haven't been... I don't know. I haven't been shook. Let's put it that way. Yeah. As the kids would say. As the niños would put it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Overall, it's it's we probably can't expect too much more than this. It hasn't been very exciting. Uh, Miguel Cabrera has been kind of oddly passive so far, like taking a lot of pitches and has struck out quite a few times. Although he's he's racked up his hits as well, but it kind of looks like he's still kind of feeling his way through. And Kristen Stewart too had that big first home run um, and has had a hit or two since then. And has drawn some walks, so you kind of see the plate discipline. But he's he's kind of looked overmatched a little bit um, with some of the major league pitchers that he's seen. So we'll just have to see how he can uh, how he can do. But yeah, the um the ex- yeah. the extension thing, yeah, the extension thing has just been super weird. So much of it, it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, you had and, like I mean that Acuna deal is certainly a team friendly deal, like. I don't know what's going on. It's very strange. I know you kind of look at I'm looking at like Fernando Tatis Jr. out in, in San Diego. Like, are they just going to extend him now? Like, what's what's going to happen? Or did they already? He might have already been one of the ones he that got that got it. I don't even know. I got to look him up now. He might have been actually. I think we talked about this last week. Oh no, nope, nothing yet. No talks yet. But every, but there's like four articles speculating about it because everyone's like, oh yeah, this has got to happen. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So nothing yet, but yeah, it does sound like everyone's just sitting there like, mm, when are you going to do that? So I just looked at Twitter and it looks like I have 10 notifications and I trolled a Yankees fan earlier, so I'm not even going to look. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be in so much trouble now. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's nothing good. Nothing good that can come that way. 
so let's see. So yeah, we got Mr. Boyd going tomorrow. Um, when is your? When are your plans to to kind of first see a game? Are you planning on going to see the Twins again this year? I know we were talking uh, about the Reds, but full road trip plans. So I will be seeing the Tigers in Kansas City. That's going to be my only Tigers um, experience this year. Um, but I'm going to do the Tigers in Kansas City. Going to hit up a um, Cardinals game in St. Louis. St. Louis. How do they prefer that? I can never remember. I think they prefer St. Louis. Yeah, um, I think. Louis. I've only been there um, once, and honestly, it was then, kind of a kind of a boring town. Honestly, like it just seemed like everything closed early. <laughs> it was like Kansas City. Maybe maybe I, I haven't been back I in a while. Kansas City. Okay, maybe Kansas City's gotten better. I, but I was there I, like 15 years ago, and it just seemed like everything closed at 10. On like a Thursday. No, Kansas City is like the nicest people you will ever meet in your entire life. And delicious food. And it's just such a great town. Um, and the baseball stadium is really nice. Oh, yeah. It's a great experience. Yeah, I would like to go there for that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, doing that. St. Louis. Um, Cincinnati. I'm going to Chicago, but I'm not going to any games. Because I have been to both Chicago stadiums already before people get mad at me. I've been to both <laughs> on multiple occasions. Um, and I would kind of like to just do Chicago tourist style and go eat my Chicago dogs and go to the museums and all of that stuff. So oh, yeah. I'm just going to spend a couple days there. And then we're going to end up in Minneapolis on the way back home. And so we'll go to a Twins game while we're there. Ah, right on. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, um, yeah, I don't yeah. know if, if it works out. Hopefully I can catch you guys in Cincinnati because I would like to go pay tribute to the Puig. You should plan um, Cam was talking about coming. Cameron, who writes for our blog, was talking about coming down as well. Um, so we should try to coordinate. Yep. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd be up for road tripping with Cameron. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, and Good you times. know, yeah, and I haven't been to, I haven't been back to Chicago in a while, but I lived in Chicago and, and in the suburbs when I was like, eh, between 16 and, and 20, and um, I mean, I love that city. I don't know. There have been a couple times where like, me and friends just, like, I walked the city, like, just walked, you know, from one end to the other, you know, from east to west, from the parks to the to the museum, to, you know, to Shedd Aquarium, and just up and down. It's, yeah, it's it's just a really fun place to be, for sure. So many good restaurants there. Yeah, I've been three or four times, uh, enough that I have, like, favorite places and, like, stuff that I love to do when I'm there. Um, and yeah, I'm really just excited to kind of go and explore it and like have my favorite hot dog. Like I was saying, <laughs> go to like, you know, Anthony Bourdain's favorite, um, oh, Italian yeah. meat sandwich shop. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to kind of, just, I haven't been to shed since the first time I went So do shed, do, um, do the museum, do all that. Cause you can get those city passes and yeah. doing touristy stuff. City passes the way to go. Yep. Because you can like pick up, and it gives you admission to the museum, to the aquarium, to the sky deck, to all of that touristy stuff. Yeah, the natural um, history museum so is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, well, you get. To, I think Sue Sue was gone, but now she's back out on display again. I think. Oh, is she? Um, if you aren't from Chicago or don't know Chicago, Sue is their Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton. Um, she's quite famous. Yeah, one of the few complete ones that that they found. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least reconstructed her down, I think, for some repair or something like that. And so she's back, I think. Yeah. Yep. Chicago, uh, it's a good town. Although, you know, I love me some Detroit as well. But yeah, Chicago, I don't know. I I just have a special affinity for some reason. Because I'm not, I guess, because I'm not there that often. Whenever I'm I'm in Chicago, I'm I'm stoked. So, 
Yep, that should be a good time. But yeah, I would like to I would like to go to Cincinnati and, and meet up with you guys there. That'd be fun. Need to see uh Bato and Puig in person. Yeah, and, man. Yeah, for sure. Um let's say oh yeah, I wanted to talk about this. Cause uh <laughs> Bryce Harper and the Philadelphia Phillies rolled into Washington tonight and put an absolute uh-huh. whooping on Max Scherzer. Um, and Bryce Harper got booed like you rarely see anybody get booed um, in his first at bat, and it was uh, it was hilarious. But what did what did you think of the uh, the Washington fans' reaction, considering like some of the news that's come out about the learners uh, the learners' process in terms of offering a deal to him? I, you know what? It's funny because they've been posting pictures for the last week or so of people like having cut his name off the back of jerseys or like. <laughs> putting a big no Harper on the back of their jerseys that they paid $300 for. And I'm like, you guys, I get it. He's gone to a different team and it's still in the NL. And I know you're bummed about it, but like, you know what? I, I know that there's a sadness when somebody leaves your team and it feels like they're kind of being, they're kind of betraying you. Like there was a sadness for me when Verlander left which I know was a trade yeah. and not him leaving in free agency, which I suspect he never would have done. But like there's part of you that gets sad and upset and you have to vocalize that somehow. But at the same time, the Nats didn't offer him as much as other teams did. And it's a business yeah. and he's going to go to the team that can offer him stability, that can offer him an environment to raise his now growing family. Congrats to the Harpers. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and, like, he wanted to do something that would let him set up a home for his family in the long term. And Philadelphia gave him that. And, I mean, it's pretty hard to be mad about somebody making the right choice for their life. And, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to be – I mean, he was, what, offered 300 mil for 10 years in Washington. Yeah. So absurd. Well, yeah, but there was also that, – that's there it was so much weirdness to that deal. Like, there was – there were – you know, it was – some of the money was deferred until, like, you know, the second half of the century. <laughs> and um, and they gave him that deal. Oh, they called him back during a rain delay late in the season and called him into the manager's office, and the learners were all there. And they handed him an envelope and were like, hey, you know, Bryce, here's our offer or whatever. And he's like, you know, I'm in the middle of playing a game. And they're like, well, you're going to open it? And he's like, well, I mean, I'll open it once I, you know, once I know that the game is over. And, you know, like, I'm, a, you know, I'm Bryce Harper, for God's sakes. I'm a gamer. You guys know this about me. You know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just going to think about this. And so it was just a really weird way to, to give a guy an offer. Like, they thought they were just going to kind of surprise him with it and that he would just be like, Oh, three hundred million dollars, that's amazing, and just kinda of say yes. It all felt like a little bit sketchy, and then they didn't sort of check back in with him. Um, I don't know. So it's just another one of those things where, you know, fans get mad at the player rather than their ownership. Um I don't know. I mean their ownership may have made the right decision overall. I mean they've got Victor Robles out there looking great already. Like they they probably didn't need to spend that money on him. But um but yeah, it's just weird to see people being mad about it. And at the same time, I kinda love I, I there's just a part of me that, that just loves it when people get all salty about baseball and are just like mad crybabies about things. <laughs> it kind of amuses me. And I also like the passion. So it's I right. love Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it I just depends. Kind of but you 
it also is kind of really enjoyable to see somebody trample their previous team. Like I still to this day think of the of Ian Kinsler hitting a home run against the Rangers oh, yeah. in Arlington right after he joined the Tigers and waving to the bullpen. Yep. Uh, not to the bullpen, but to the dugout. And I just Yeah, going down first base. And you know, Ian Kinsler always kinda of had the wings as he ran around the bases too, and it was just that little subtle, like little subtle way of like, hey boys. <laughs> I did, I did love that guy. I miss so good. I miss me some Ian Kinsler. I miss Ian Kinsler. Yeah, yeah. I was happy to see him. Uh, he, he hit a home run already um, and has been playing a decent amount. So he's in a good spot out there um, with the Padres. And you know that's all you can ask for when you when you catch and release them to the wild that they they find a good home. <laughs> they find a good home. I guess yeah. he won a World Series ring last year, so I guess I'm, I should stop worrying about Ian Kinsler at this point. Yeah, he's doing okay. He doesn't need us. Yep, I think he's all right. Um, I do notice that uh, Mr. Snell came out and struck out 13 today over the Rockies. 13! 13, yeah. The the, the Rays are doing pretty well for themselves right now. Yeah, the Rays are a little bit scary. Like, I kept thinking, like, oh, they need that one more bat. And and Rays fans, you know, like, if you... One piece of advice I will give everyone is do not argue with a Rays fan on Twitter because they will be, like, the smartest baseball fan that you ever, like, you know, kind of absentmindedly stumbled into a conversation with and suddenly find yourself being schooled and, like, charts being posted, you know, against you and stuff. So <laughs> you have to be careful. You have to be careful out there because, like, being a Rays fan is a, you know, it's a form of um, dedication and, and suffering and scholarship. We developed thick skins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very Especially, I think, Florida-based Rays fans get, especially, like, you know, season ticket-holding Rays fans who've had to deal with the jokes about the the attendance and all of that. It's um, <laughs> it's a tough fan base. It is. And there's um, and there's no tolerance for fools been... either, you know, or nostalgia. They don't want to hear any we nostalgia joked. or traditionalism, any of that kind of crap. <laughs> we joked um, after the, the Rays lost their first game of the season. Um, we're like, well, last year they won a the first game and then lost to the next seven. So maybe this year they'll just switch the re- and do the reverse. <laughs> and we were kidding, but it's um, it's pretty impressive that we are doing exactly that. <laughs> yep, yep. So I'm not going to complain. It makes me happy. No, no. I love the I I kind of love the Rays. And I, you know, apart from your owner, and I love the fan base because yeah, I, I have a good time talking to Rays fans in general. And there's a there's a lot of smart ones out there. But yes, I learned that at my peril, like my first season. Like this is season five of covering baseball, and I I do remember like that first season, like running into like Sandy Casimir and like some of those other dudes, and just being like, just saying something smartass. I know, but just saying something smartass and just getting like just schooled and like, oh, oh, this is how it is over in Rays Land. Better be careful. You know. I am. I was blocked <laughs> by Sandy and remain blocked to this day. Because I had the audacity of being a Detroit Tigers fan and speaking about the Rays <laughs> in any context. And the funniest part about it is that, like, my the thing he got mad at me for was me suggesting that maybe Brent Honeywell was not as major league ready for that season as people were hoping, <laughs> and that the pitching coaches in Durham might have seen something to suggest they should continue to hold him back for that season. Ugh. And I was told that I had no authority to speak about the Rays. I was already writing for DRB, but whatever. Yep. And he blocked me. Oh, wow. And this is like two years ago, isn't it? 
This was two years ago. Yeah. And then almost less than six months after that discussion, Brent Honeywell needed Tommy John surgery. And I was the deputy editor of that website. So come at me and tell me I don't have the authority to talk about that team. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Ah, yes. Oh, I see Michael Fulmer has posted something on Twitter saying, can we get a video of Joe Jimenez jumping on first base like a four-year-old playing his first T-ball game after he got that out, that double play? <laughs> That's great. And Joe Jimenez re- replied, yep. Uh, can like, we? Because that would be amazing. Yeah, I think we do have it, yeah. Uh, Joe Jimenez says, yes, like a little kid, bro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> With the shrug. Uh, yeah, that's good. Joe is kind of cute for such a giant, hulking, hard-throwing figure. He seems like He's a sweetheart. Got a baby face. He kind of does. Like Emily Walden's always, always kind of told me that Joe's, Joe's just a sweetheart. So yeah, he's got that going for him. <laughs> um, all right, I'm just trying to peek around the league and see if anybody else did anything crazy. Like Justin Verlander had kind of a, kind of a rough night, but the Astros looked fine. Um, I kind of figured that Blake Snell came back and pitched great, and tonight Verlander struggled a little bit. Um, yeah, Scherzer struggled. All the aces having their their. Apparently, that home run, one of the home runs that Harper hit hit tonight, was four hundred and fifty eight feet. Oh, jeez! Wow, really? <laughs> what a monster! Oh my god! Oh, off Jeremy Hellickson! Oh wow, yeah. You know, he crushed one the other day too. That was just a monster shot. Um, yeah, so he must have. Oh my god! I, I almost want to play that, but it would come right through my headphones. But I would like to see. How he celebrated that one because that must have been sweet. That must have been one of the sweetest home runs he's ever hit after getting booed like that. Oh, that's delicious. He feeds off it. Are you kidding me? Harper lives for that stuff. He does. I mean, he's Captain Old School, and I, I love it. Be the heel a little bit, and I think that he really does well when people are are kind of against him. Yeah, and, you know, Washington's not really that way. I, I kind of think he's perfect as a Philly. Like, um, and I kind of think Gabe Kapler, too, like those, you know, that bro culture, that, that like, intense, we're going to work out harder than everybody else and train harder, you know, and just and go after everybody and be angry and super intense all the time. Like, it's going to be interesting to see kind of who doesn't fit, like, in the in the culture of the Phillies um, going forward because, that's that's definitely the the sort of personality of that team right now, and it really suits Philadelphia. Like, oh my God, they're going to be insufferable. It's going to be great. <laughs> I love it. Kind of delightful. Yeah, I do kind of love that whole. When I don't thing. have to, when our, none of my teams have to play them on a regular basis. So. Yeah, I am stoked though that to, you know that the Tigers are going to be out in the um, National League East quite a bit this year. Like, so we'll we'll be playing the Phillies. We'll be playing the Mets. In uh, oh wait, is it Flushing? I don't want to get this wrong because I know Adam was just dogging someone for saying it was Queens and it's not Queens. It's, oh no, it is Queens. I think because Flushing's in Queens. Yeah, that's right. It's not. Somebody said it was in Brooklyn. That's that's where it went wrong. Yeah, it is in Queens. But yeah, so we'll be out there. We'll be playing the Phillies. Um, I think we're playing the Nationals. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's Queens and the Bronx are where the teams play. Yeah, my understanding. You are correct. Yep, yep. The Yankees are in the Bronx. Up in uh, AOC so territory. The, the Bronx Bombers, you know, so. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bryce is bowing at this point, too, to everyone. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. I love the trolling. Get him. <sighs> he needs to take off his helmet and hair flip some more. Yep, for sure. Oh, you know he will. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think if there's... Oh, okay. Wait, I had one more thing I wanted to talk about in particular. Um, David Hess. <laughs> 
rookie starter for the the Baltimore Orioles, who took a no-hitter into the seventh inning last night, and at 82 pitches was pulled from the game. And man, that's painful. Yeah. What? I just, I cannot... I cannot understand why why they they do that, especially like I mean once in a two pitches no like I mean you do it if yes if somebody if you've lost the no no if you know you've got a taxed bullpen I don't know but like <laughs> oh man don't do that let the guy finish the it's just such a rare opportunity and you know they're not going to win anything anyway so it's not like they couldn't have just given them you know like the next start off or something like that like you know there's i you know i know there was still three innings to go so you probably figure he's got another you know 45 50 pitches to get there which isn't really that feasible but it just feels like like you're never going to see a no hitter again unless it's like justin verlander or you know someone who's known to go deep in games or just gets lucky enough to pitch pitch to contact and have a whole bunch of, you know, really quick innings. Um, and that's frustrating. It's frustrating to see that that would just like, go away. Like, would, would Buck Showalter do that to somebody? I don't think so. Maybe he would. No. I don't know. But, man, come on. Yeah, I mean, you just got to you just gotta you... give give the guy the shot. Like, you know it's probably not going to last. Like, he's probably going to give up a single or something. And then, bam, you can get him out of there. But him. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate Wait. that. Wait until he gives the run oh my god i know i hate that so so much who did they do that to on the was it ross stripling on the dodgers they had the same thing like maybe two seasons ago i think it was he uh yeah they they pulled him because they just didn't want him to go deep in the game even though he's throwing a no-no and just loses their mind ah yeah that's so frustrating let it happen. It's not like you guys are going to do anything else worth watching this year. I know. Like, you know. Ooh, snap. Sorry, Baltimore fans. Sorry, Baltimore fans. But yeah, it's like, you know, we don't need them for the stretch drive. Like, for God's sakes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not like they tend to use their relief pictures when they need them anyway. Yeah, I know. It's true. Oh, Zach Britton. How's it going there, buddy? <laughs> Isn't he in New York now? Yep, he's a Yankee too. Like every reliever you you heard of three or four years ago is the best. It seems like they're all there except for like Andrew Miller maybe or something. So yeah. Thank God though, because I still can like Andrew Miller. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to get him out of Cleveland too, because he he really annoyed me kind of there as well. But at least he was allowed to grow so his beard good. back, which helps. I mean, that helps. <laughs> I just he's so good. He was so good at the peak of his, you know, his skill. I think he still got that in him. But, man, no one could paint the corners of a strike zone like Andrew Miller. Yeah, and just from, you know, it was like Chris Sale with longer arms. Like, the damn thing coming from, like, so far outside on guys. That slider just, like, cutting, like, four or five feet across in front of him. Yeah, he was he was tough. He was super tough when he was looking his best. So hopefully, um, and they used him a lot. They used Cody Allen a lot. So maybe those guys just kind of need a year to kind of chill instead of pitching, you know, 80 innings and going to the postseason every year and kind of take a toll. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. What's, uh, what's the haps with the YouTube channel before we get out of here? I am currently in the process of uploading Thursday's video, which will be on baseball standings and explaining how games back are calculated. Because um, I had a special request for that on my Twitter feed, mm. so if you guys ever want a video, just ask me on Twitter because I do listen. 
Um, yeah, so I'm explaining that and like the magic number and all that. And it's only like an eight minute video. I try to make them all pretty quick and to the point. Um, so that's going to be on Thursday. And then I did just post a query on there because I'm thinking of um, going to three days a week and making Saturdays kind of specific for my lingo learning um, segments, which are only like three to five minutes each. And um, having that be kind of a specific for the Saturdays option. So you can kind of get a little thing like Tootland is going to be the first one. Oh, yeah. My lingo learning series. <laughs> and then I'm going to just go through and explain things like weird one-off phrases that you'll hear in games. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So yeah. I think I'm going to start adding Saturday videos probably oh, as soon as next week. Nice. So you kind of hit a groove here where like the production's going faster and it's, it's a little, little quicker for you. Yeah, and then I don't want to, like, have the regular videos fall too far behind because I posted a three-minute video about a word. <laughs> um, so I think having those lingo lesson sessions on the Saturdays is uh, is a way to kind of go through the ones that I'm going – because I am building quite a back catalog already. Yeah, which is awesome, um, yeah. Which is great, absolutely, because especially if I have a two-and-a-half-week vacation coming up in July, I want to be prepared for that. Um, but, yeah, so there may be three videos a week starting next week. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody really should check it out. Um, the channel is super cool. The last one that came out on um, baseball free agency arbitration and was it and contracts? I think it was. That one was super yeah. good. Yeah. Yep. Contract extensions. Yeah. So there's I, all kinds of good I, info on those. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's very good to watch them because I do tend to make fun of myself a fair bit. <laughs> um, like there's just definitely pop ups, especially in the this one, because the contract and free agency one was filmed before. Um, my cat knocked over all my goals. <laughs> um, it was filmed before the trout extension, um, so there's definitely videos in there, little clips in there of me like talking about how Bryce Harper's contract was so big and unimaginable to top it, and blah blah blah. And then there's just <laughs> captions in there that go, "Oh, sweet innocent past Ashley," and then I popped in a video clip from future Ashley explaining the Harper the uh, the trout deal. So. Um, I do like to make fun of myself as I'm editing these, so they are there are little tidbits in there to watch for, like how I forgot the term qualifying offer twice. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know where my brain was, because I know what a qualifying offer is, but instead I'm like, arbitration settlement offer, and I'm like, mm, no, girl, that's not <laughs> what you meant, but... There is so much to it, though. Like, I still need, like, Patrick O'Kennedy to, to kind of show up once in a while and set me straight on a few things because, God, the rules are conflicts of the, yeah, you know, the business part of the game is really complicated. It's a lot, for yep. sure. Sure enough. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Kind of a quick episode. Yeah. I need to go eat something. Maybe tacos. I don't know. Tacos! <laughs> tacos for everyone. Taco Tuesday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a little tequila in Ashley right now. They're not making me drunk. It's just making me really happy. Apparently. <laughs> Everything is great. Yeah, that's the perfect. That's the perfect amount. Yep, that's yeah. the perfect amount. Apparently, one double mark is all I need for joy in my life. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us. Um, we're going to have a, a bunch of coverage of the farm system coming up this week um, because the minor league season will kick off. Um, at least for the Toledo Mudhens on Thursday um, against the Louisville Bats, and most of the most of the affiliates will be getting underway. Um, so we'll have some stuff coming out um, to preview that. All of our normal game coverage will be coming, and yes, definitely please check out Ashley's YouTube channel. Um, I think it's is it under your name or is it at ninety feet from it's, home there too? 
it's short linked now actually because I have more than a hundred subscribers. Yeah. Um, so the whole it's a, there's a link in my Twitter feed, um, but it, the actual thing is YouTube uh, slash channel slash Ashley McLennan ninety feet from home. So if you can remember that, all the power to you. Um, but if not, the link is on my YouTube. All right. In my Twitter. Oh, yeah, in your Twitter feed, which is also at 90 feet from home. Oh, wait, I got one dagger from Emma Baclieri, who I love. Um, great uh, great writer for sportsillustrated.com. But after Bryce hit that homer and bat flip, she said, sucks that the entire city of D.C. has to change their address now to Harperville, but what can you do? <laughs> Pretty sure it's in the Constitution that a bat flip like that bestows naming district naming rights upon the flipper. <laughs> Yeah, she's a good writer. Oh, Emma's good. Yeah, she's a good writer. Alrighty. So yeah, follow Ashley at 90 Feet From Home on Twitter and check out the YouTube channel. Follow me at Fiscodoro74 on Twitter. And I will try to get another short episode up um, later on this week, maybe Friday or Saturday, and just kind of catch up on what's going on during the week. And with opening day in Comerica and all the festive joy and wonder that will no doubt take place on Thursday. And you can look for that. And we will be back next week. Ashley, have a good night. You too. See you.